0: If you would, take your Bible or your app and turn to 2 Samuel chapter 12, and we're going to begin in verse 15 to kind of give us a base for looking at our message this morning. 2 Samuel chapter 12, beginning in verse 15. You can either open your Bible or open up your church app and it'll open that to you. Today is a very special day. I was actually kind of doing a little thinking about how special today is. It's special for one reason is it's Mother's Day, and that is always a special day. Even though my mother has gone on to be with the Lord, it is a time that I always think about what a special gift my mother was to me and uh, her impact upon my life, an impact that is still carried on today that I always make sure I wear clean underwear in case I'm ever in a wreck. And I know some of you have had those mother impacts upon your life. Today on Mother's Day is also special to me because uh, it was 25 years ago on Mother's Day that I preached my first message as pastor of this church. So it's 25 years connected to a Mother's Day. I also have to acknowledge that uh, for 40 years I've had a girlfriend. And this coming Friday I will have been married to her for 38 years and so this week has just been a special week. I saw some of your faces when I said, I've had a girlfriend for 40 years. <laughs> you was ready for the juicy stuff. And then when you found out it was the same woman I've been married to for 38 years, it wasn't so juicy, was it? But it is a great day in a lot of different ways. And I hope that for all you moms, this is a very special day for you. I want to look at a mother in the Bible that probably I've never preached about. And she kind of represents, almost in silence, you have to kind of dig in there to see some truths about a mother's makeover. Her name is Bathsheba. And if you think about makeover, many of your minds will think of shows like Extreme Makeover or The Biggest Loser, and it shows that have focused on taking people's lives that have uh, kind of become ashes, physically, emotionally, Maybe it's someone that they physically have just got terribly out of shape, and a lot of times as they're dealing with that, they find out that there's a lot of emotional baggage in their life, and they find out that their life has kind of become ashes, and they lead them to make some changes in their life to take those ashes and to create something beautiful. And we look today at Bathsheba, and as we look to the scriptures, we find out in 2 Samuel chapter 11 that she was a beautiful woman. And sometimes beauty can even turn to your disadvantage, as the Bible tells us in 2 Samuel chapter 11. Bathsheba, at a time when the people of Israel were going to battle, she had gone. Bathsheba had gone out one evening to take a bath, and as the Bible tells us that King David was on his rooftop and he saw her beauty and. He has her summoned to him, has a sexual relationship with her, and she becomes pregnant. And everything begins to spiral down from there, and that Bathsheba's life goes from a life of beauty to a life of ashes. She has this relationship with a king and has conceived in an adulterous relationship, a child, and David, trying to cover that up, has her husband put in the heat of battle so that he is killed. And so she, now she has lost her husband. She is carrying a child that's been in adultery. And as we were to read through the Scriptures, we see that David takes her in to be his wife, but then the baby is born and dies of an illness. And so she's lost her husband. She's lost her child. And everything that seemed to be beautiful in her life has now turned to ashes. And the question is, can Bathsheba go from ashes back to beauty? I believe that the Bible really in kind of a kind of behind-the-scenes way can see a mother's makeover where she goes from ashes to beauty. And maybe some in here today can kind of relate to some ways of Bathsheba, maybe life seemed to be great for you, and maybe you were having a beautiful life, but maybe either through some bad decisions or some things that have happened to you, life has become kind of ashes. You know, many people have different opinions of Bathsheba. Some would look at it and say, well, she was totally a person that was totally innocent and was just brought into this situation and now leads into tragedy and suffering. Some have looked at it, and and, you know, we don't know all the details, but some have looked at it and said, you know, what was she doing out taking a bath where the king could see her from his rooftop? And was she setting herself up? And we don't know exactly whether this was out of total innocence on her part or whether it's something that she become careless or maybe even set up. But we do know that the life goes from beauty to ashes. And can a life of ashes become beauty again? Can you really have... A mother's makeover? I want us to pick up in the Scripture today from there, and we see in the first part of 2 Samuel chapter 12 that God sends the prophet Nathan to expose the sin of King David. And through a parable, he exposes what David has done to David and to Bathsheba, and David realizes his sin. And we pick up in 2 Samuel twelve fifteen where it says, Then Nathan departed to his house. Nathan is a prophet. And the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David. Uriah was Bathsheba's husband that was killed in the battle. And it became ill. And verse 16 says, David therefore pleaded with God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. So the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise up from the ground. But he would not, nor did he eat food with them. Then on the seventh day it came to pass that the child died. The servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they said, "Indeed, while the child was alive, he we spoke to him, and he would not heed our voice. How can we tell him that the child is dead? He may do some harm." And when David saw that his servants were whispering, David perceived that the child was dead, and therefore David said to his servants, "Is the child dead?" And they said, "He is dead." So David rose from the ground and washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes, and he went into the house of the Lord, and he worshiped. And then he went to his own house, and when he requested, they set food before him, and he ate. And then his servant said to him, What is this that you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive, but when the child died, you arose and ate food. And he said, While the child was alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, Who can tell whether the Lord will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now he is dead, and why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. And then David comforted Bathsheba, his wife. You notice in the midst of there, we we see Bathsheba. and She comes into this adulterous relationship. Then we see that she's lost her husband, and now she's lost her child. Not a lot said about Bathsheba in the midst of all of that. Yet the Bible tells us David comforted Bathsheba, his wife, and went into her and lay with her. So she bore a son, and he called his name Solomon. The word Solomon means peace. And in that day, they were very well known to use names to represent some type of meaning. And it's easy to see that as his name is named Solomon. They've gone from a point of chaos and tragedy and suffering to Finally, we've got a life in our hands, and may we just have peace. And then the Bible says, Now the Lord loved him, and he sent word by hand of Nathan the prophet. So he called his name Jedediah because of the Lord. And the name Jedediah means beloved of the Lord. We see that Bathsheba has lost a child. Her life has just seemed to come to ashes, and yet now she has had another child that's named Solomon, which means, can I just have some peace in my life? Everything was okay, but it just, tragically, all went to ashes. Could I just have peace? And then Nathan says, he, I'll just call him Jedidiah, beloved of the Lord. Could things begin to change you know, as we look through the scriptures, we don't see a whole lot mentioned about Bathsheba, but if you have your Bible or if you want to flip in the app to Proverbs chapter 31, in Proverbs 31 is known as the chapter of wisdom and at the latter part about a virtuous woman. And in this Proverbs 31, through kind of some tradition, it's identified, it says King Lemuel. And Lemuel. People have tried to analyze it through tradition. They have come to a conclusion that that was a name given by Bathsheba to Solomon to represent some decisions he had made in his life. And in Proverbs 31, she's trying to lead him back to God. Matter of fact, Bathsheba, her name means daughter of oath. And so in Proverbs 31, if this is Bathsheba speaking to Solomon, as many traditions think it is, She's suddenly taken her life that has gone from ashes, and we see something beautiful beginning to come out of it. And from that truth, we see some things that I think that each of us, man or woman, can apply to our day, lives today if our lives seem to have taken some bad turns, and maybe we need a makeover in our life. How is it that Bathsheba, at this point in her life, can go from ashes to beauty, I think if you look at Proverbs 31, we see that she turned tragedy into teaching truths. One of the ways she took her life of ashes and all the tragedy and suffering was that she took her life and the tragedy that she experienced and took it to her son and taught some teaching truths for his life. If you look at Proverbs 31, I want you to look at that with me this morning. In the very first verse, it says this. The words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him. What my son, and what son of my womb, and what son of my vows. Remember the name Bathsheba means daughter of oath. Very A lot of links we see here to Bathsheba, but she says the things that his mother taught him. The son of her womb, the son of her oath, and so we hear, see here that Bathsheba begins to speak to the king, and if this is Solomon, he begins to tell, she begins to tell him to to be cautious as a king and cautious of having wine that is too strong drink and is intoxicating, to be careful about women. And we know that Solomon was known to have many wives and many concubines. And so if this is Bathsheba talking to Solomon, she's beginning to take her life and the tragedies that she's experienced and begin to pour truce into him. Over the years, there have been numerous times that I've heard this statement. And I don't want you to raise your hand if you've said it or have heard it before, But I have seen people where a son or daughter goes down the same wrong path that the father or mother has done. And the father or mother say, you know, I can't say anything to them. I did the same thing when I was younger. I can see from some of your expressions that you've thought that or said that. Someone recently said that to me and I said, you have to. Whatever tragedies you've experienced in your life, whatever wrong roads you've gone down, are teaching truths that as a mother or a father that you can take and turn around to teach your children so that they don't go down the same path. You see, these words in Proverbs 31, here, if this is Bathsheba, if this is King Solomon, she's saying, son, you're the son of my womb. You're the son of my vows, the oath as a daughter of, of my oath. And son, don't go down paths that I have learned lead to tragedy. She begins to share many things to King Lemuel or to Solomon, who it may be. And it's all wisdom that has been spoken from her, that has been tragedies that she's experienced in her life, that she's trying to spare her son. You know, for all of us, we probably have all made mistakes in our life. We've made wrong decisions, and we've sowed some wild oats, and a lot of times we don't even want to bring that up to our children. But I'm thankful for the wisdom of this woman who said, "I'm going to take my tragedy and I'm going to turn it into teaching truths so that you don't experience the same things that I experience, the same tragedies that I experience." I tell you take morning, if you make over Mom. You be a mom that takes your tragedies in your life and teaches some truths to your children. And it doesn't matter whether you're a mom or your dad. It's the same principle. Teach them so they don't go down the same path that you went down. So that they can make more godly decisions. So Bathsheba, she turned her tragedy into teaching truths. But she also turned her suffering into strength. In Proverbs 31 and verse 17, it says this, She girds herself with strength. She's talking about a virtuous woman and strengthens her arms. If you look down to uh, verse 25, it says, Strength and honor are her cloak. She shall rejoice in time to come. If this is Bathsheba, she has taken her suffering and she's turned it into strength. How do you take suffering and turn it into strength? What you don't do is you think about your suffering and say, Poor old me. And you begin to kind of have a pity party and feel sorry for yourself and to think that nothing can be any better. But this woman who may have been Bathsheba was a woman who took her suffering, and the Bible tells us that strength and honor became her clothing. She reclothed herself, put a makeover on herself to make her life different. If you're this morning, if you're a mom or a dad, and you've gone through some suffering in your life, let me encourage you, don't have a pity party, but take the suffering that you've had and let it become a strength. How do you take suffering and make it into a strength? Those things that you have suffered, go to God's Word and find what God has to give you strength in the midst of that, that will make you stronger when those trials come in your life again. Bathsheba was one who took her sufferings, she turned it into her strengths. She's also one who turned her weeping into wisdom. If you look at the very next verse in verse 26, it says this, She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. Can you imagine? You know, I I have done many funerals over the last 25 years or so. And one thing that I've heard over and over is when a mother or father buries their child. And I've heard them say this, it just shouldn't be this way. should be the mom or the dad going before the child. And so if you look at Bathsheba's life and she lost her husband and then she lost that precious child, you can imagine the tears of weeping that she had but yet now she says from her mouth comes wisdom and from her tongue the law of kindness. Those things that were weeping moments now became things of wisdom for her life. You know, we can read a lot of things to give us knowledge, but a lot of times it's the school of hard knocks that really gives us wisdom, isn't it? What's the difference between knowledge and wisdom? Knowledge is knowing what to do. Wisdom is knowing when to do it. Knowledge is knowing what you could say. Wisdom is knowing when to say it. Wisdom is basically having knowledge that you have gained and being able to put it into action. I can imagine in this service today, there's a lot of folks here today that's got a lot of wisdom from experience that you've had in your life. And the writer of Proverbs tells us that a woman who is a virtuous woman is one who has wisdom that comes from her mouth and kindness that comes from her tongue. Bathsheba took her weeping and turned it into wisdom. But in the last part of this proverb, I see that she turned her pain into praise. She had a lot of pain that was going deep down inside of her. Now, let's take Bathsheba if if she was totally innocent of any wrongdoing in the midst of all this and just was drawn into this situation. She's been drawn into an adulterous relationship, she's lost her husband, she's lost her child. Some know what have happened, and now she's experienced shame. There's a lot of pain in her life. And you know, a lot of times pain comes not from just the actions, but the kind of the thoughts that people have of us. You know, I told you that Bash means daughter of oath of an oath. What was she a daughter of an oath of? If you look back to her father, his name was Eliam, which meant the nation of God. And we can look at her grandfather's name, and a lot of people link to Bathsheba, and it all has a godly heritage. And now in her life, everything that has been poured into her life that would bring about godly expectation and results has now turned out to be totally the opposite. She may have become a queen, but in a lot of people's lives, eyes, she was just an old hussy who took her beauty, and it turned out to be a mess. Her reputation was messed up, and so there was a lot of pain. But I want you to look at verse 30 in this Proverbs. It says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Bathsheba, whether she was innocent or whether she was a part of setting up the circumstance in the wrong way, really doesn't make any difference because in the end, she took her tragedy, she took her suffering, she took the weeping and the pain, and she had a complete makeover to turn it all around. The question many people have to face today, and that is, are you going to take all the things that have happened in your life and just have a pity party? Are you going to have a mother's makeover and see what God can do in your life and how He can pour through you in touching somebody else's life? Are you ready, Mom, for a makeover? i want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I don't know what all has happened in every mother's life here today. And maybe, and I want you to listen very carefully, maybe you're a woman or a mom, a dad, Man, that maybe you're kind of like Bathsheba. There's a lot of things that just kind of seem to be in silence about your life. Maybe a lot of things that you don't want anybody to know. But maybe today's the day for a makeover in your life. To take your tragedy and turn it into teaching truths. To take your suffering and turn it into your strengths. To take your weeping and turn it to wisdom. To take your pain and turn it into praise. And just give God praise of where you've been and where you can be. I'm not going to ask you this morning to raise your hand or do anything specific. But right now, right where you're at, I just want to ask you to take a moment. And if there's any connections that you have to the truths of Bathsheba's life or what we may see in Proverbs the possibility of a complete makeover and change in her life. If you need that type of makeover in your life, would you just take a moment and say, Dear Lord, I just want to admit my sin or I want to admit the suffering that's been holding me back. And Lord, I want to ask you to take my ashes and turn it into something beautiful that can be used for your glory. You see, we we may not know 100% sure whether this Proverbs 31 is actually linked to Bathsheba, the many things and many traditions say that it was. And if it was, what an amazing story of a woman that all we knew was she was beautiful and then her life turned to ashes. And then out of those ashes just came something beautiful that is used many times at the funeral of a woman who has lived a godly life. Scriptures that have been used many times on Mother's Day to challenge moms to be godly moms and godly women and godly wives. What a makeover. If you need a makeover in your life, would you just whisper that up to the Lord, whether you're a man or woman this morning, and just say, Lord, help me to take all that has happened in my life and turn it into something that will bring praise to your name. Lord, I don't know what I'll people have experienced in their life but I know some lives here today some even right now are struggling with some things that they wish weren't going on in their lives but Lord I know that you have an amazing way to take ashes and turn it into something beautiful and Lord I pray that for every person today that relates in some way to this story or to these scriptures Lord you're bringing out something beautiful in their life Lord, we're going to thank you and praise you for all that you do. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.